Because you have too little faith. Truly, I tell you, if you have faith as small as a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, move. Move from here to there. And it will move. Nothing will be impossible for you. Um, church family, I love you. I, this is just a, another one of our little milestones that we're, we're going over. And God is going to take us over that mountain. He's going to lead us through. Amen. Praise God. Thank you, Curly. Anyone? Come on, Whitney. Um, I just wanted to say that um, we it is so nice to see everyone here. Thank you guys for coming. Um, when we were in the car driving by, I haven't seen it yet, so it almost brought me to tears because you guys know I work with the kids. All the kids are my babies, and so not to be able to you know go upstairs and work with them today is a little hard for me. Um, but I feel like God put on my heart Matthew twenty. Matthew 18, 20, and it just says, I have to put my phone up so I can read it. For where two or three are gathered in my name, there I am. Yeah. Um, well, I am with them. So I just wanted to say that God is with us. Even though we're not in the building, we are here to praise him. And so yeah. I want to say that. Amen. Praise God. Hassan, Elder Hassan. You all could come a little closer. It's a long walk. <laughs> God bless you all, church family. But I was pretty flabbergasted to see that big hole up there when I came up here that evening, that night. But it showed me the power that God said he's going to give us the power of dudamus. That, that happened in less than a minute and a half. So I'm just curious what he's going to do because he said the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. And, he, and he's given us that power. So... Um, when we come back this time next year, we're going to see it completely restored. So we counting on you, Lord, and we're seeing this done right here, right now, according to your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Come on up, Anna. Come on up. Good morning. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Divine Shepherd. Thank you, Emmanuel. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And I'm one of those, she said, don't get up and preach. <laughs> but I wanted to share with you, it came to mind while I was sitting, uh, was sitting there. I've been coming to this church a long time. I'm 85 years old. And when I first started to the church, I was a teenager. And I met my husband in this church, the, the uh, Sharp family. And a lot of you know the Sharps and the Mosleys. That's all one family. And I remember when I first started out, how they we had um, different sections along Euclid where we would go and have all the kids out, all the young people, even the older people. We had so much participation, it would take more than one space to have these meetings for God. 
And then I thought about Pastor Brer. He was such a person that was strong. And he loved to fish. And he died during one of his fishing experiences. But he used to come up to my house. And I lived on the fourth floor on 78th and Huff. And I would cook breakfast from, for him and Roger. And I was about 20 years old. And I said to him, I'm tired of cooking breakfast for you two. You always seem to come when I'm cooking breakfast. I don't like to cook. <laughs> but they ate. That was, and he, they would come all the way up to the fourth floor. For me and my son, I mean my husband, Eugene Sharp. Then Roger thought I should be an uh, elder. So I became an elder when I was about 20-some years old. And the things that I had to deal with as an elder, as a young person, I wonder what is happening to our young people today if they don't have that connection with God. I wonder what's taking them through the streets at night. What's taking them in their homes at night? What's keeping their marriages together? So I just want to share with you, if you can reach out to someone, please do that. Be strong and do it. I don't care if they insult you or call your name. That could be you can wear it like a badge. But do something. And one more thing before I go. I knew something was going to happen to this church. I called people on the phone. I told them to pray for the church. I called people in, in uh, my cousin in Georgia, pray for the church. I called people over on that side of town, pray for the church. I did not know, but I know now our church was saved because of all these prayers and all your prayers and all your needs and all your wants. We halfway, halfway got it together. We're going to get it together. We have Jesus. Praise God. Thank you, Anna. Our clerk of session. Okay. Good morning. Good morning. My name is Sylvia Fields. I'm an elder at this church, as Pastor Kelly said, clerk of session as well. But I came down to, and saw the building on um, the other day, and when I saw it on the news, you look at the news reports, and you look at the building, if you could see it on the other side, it's just devastating. It's heartbreaking that to, to see that the Lord's house was, was damaged so badly. And I, and I cried just like Pastor Kelly. But then I remember, because like this month, next month, we're celebrating a 10-year merger uh, with this uh, Calvary Church. Because I'm originally from Glenville. I'm one of the Glenville Knights. <laughs> and so we're, we're celebrating a 10-year celebration. But I cried when we left Glenville, too. But God said that I am in control. And he will make the way. He knows the plan and he has the purpose for us. And then I remember that Gwen, I was one of our vocalists here from the choir, saying, I am God last Sunday. And everybody in the sanctuary was standing because she, she sung that song and she said that she, she sung the song that God said he is God. God says that I will strengthen you. I will keep you. I will lead you. I will give you what you need. And so 
today when we were when session was talking about what we were going to do we said come together and say thank you lord thank you for being our god we thank you for for lifting us up he is the lifter of our hands lord so we just thank you and i wanted to just say this morning we are so grateful, Lord, for what you've done. If you look over here on this side, Pastor Kelly says there's a tree on the sanctuary. That's a new part of the sanctuary that we just finished repairing. But if you look closely at the tree, the tree is not, didn't like fall. The branches is protecting that side of the building. The branches, the tree is just gently laying there protecting the side of the building over there. And so, thank you, Lord. Thank you. We give you praise. We give you honor. We thank you for your faithfulness, and we thank you for your love and your care. And we won't forget to stand up and say thank you, Lord, Amen. and give you the praise and glory for what you're doing for us. This Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Pastor Rick. Yes, right. Um, I had to come by. I saw what happened. I was a councilman when New Life was over in Glenville. And I wanted to make sure, uh, if I can represent the community who are not members. Um, it was heartbreaking. But again, we are, as Christians, we know that when we get tested, God helps us to come out of the other side. And you're inspiring the community with what you do. When they hear about this service today, because I'm going to be letting everybody know about it. That the joy is here. I feel the joy today that we are not turning our backs on God the fact, despite the fact what has happened to this beautiful church. I've also been in love with Calvary because this 143-year church, and I know about it. I've never been your councilman, but I'm very much a very supportive. So I just wanted to come by and worship with you. And, and just make sure you understood that we, you know, just because we don't see each other every Sunday, you are still um, prayed for. You're still, um, our heart is still with you. God bless New Life and God bless Calvary. Praise God. Praise God. Reginald. Reginald is in our uh, commissioned lay pastor program, studying hard. He just... Uh, received his chaplaincy certification, praise God, and he does so much for us. And today, just rocked us all. Reginald's supposed to be preaching today, man. Reginald's supposed to have brought the word. I'm supposed to be on vacation. And it hurt my heart to have to call Reginald, tell him we got to make a change. But Reginald is such a, a great part of our team. And thank you, Reginald, for adjusting for us. I truly appreciate you. Praise the Lord, y'all. God is so good. Despite what we see, the building has suffered, but the body is intact. The body is intact. And praise the Lord. I've been here, uh, I came to this church about 10 years ago. Uh, me and my best friend, we came to cater a repast. And after we catered the repast, they asked us to cater. Uh, the one-year celebration, and the people were so nice, so loving, so giving, so helpful. I told my friend, I said, I'm going to go back and visit that church. Them people just too nice. I came back to visit, and I've been here ever since. God has blessed me richly in this church. 
God has directed me in this church and God has helped to build me in this church and I'm so thankful. I'm thankful for the congregation. When I got here the other night and saw after I talked to Pastor Kelly and she told me about the devastation that happened, I didn't expect it to be as thorough as it was, as horrible as it was. But like somebody said, it didn't take God by surprise. It didn't take God by surprise. And as we continue to rebuild, God is going to continue to rebuild this congregation to be exactly what he's called us forth to be. They say the prayer, let's make it short and sweet. Heavenly Father, we just thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God, that we can always trust, rely, and depend on you, Father. And we ask, Lord God, that as you continue to build this structure, Lord God, something that we've already started, Lord God, that you continue to build the congregation, Lord God. Continue to build us up to exemplify and, and just to represent you in a fashion that would be pleasing to you, Lord God. And let this edifice, Lord God, this church, be built strongly and structurally intact, Lord God, so we'll have some place to worship you and give you the praise and honor and the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, people. Thank you, Reggie. We're going to have Joe McIntosh come on up, and then I think I see. Hello, church. Good morning. It's good to have a crowd this, you know, this large on a day like this. But uh, I'd like to say uh, I, started, I started coming to the church about 32 years ago. I used to come to another meeting, AA meeting. I just said what, what it was. I used to come here for a meeting, but uh, but at the same time, I never did think that I'd end up coming to the church. And then ten years ago, we moved to the church. You know, we came, and this both been the month of the anniversary. And uh, and also, I know I know that God is real. Cause uh, man, when that storm hit the other night, I was down in my basement praying. Wasn't nobody home but me and my dog. And, and my daughter was out in the street. I, mean, I don't know where she was, but but I prayed I prayed to God that uh, she would make it home that night. And I, I was terrified. So uh, all I can say is just that God is real. Yes. God is definitely real. Yes. And God and God is a gracious God. Because he keep a person like me. No, a person like, like all of us. Keep all of us in us, you know. He look out for all of us. So thank God for God. Just thank you for being here. Praise God. We're going to have Grover Russell. And I'm not seeing uh, uh, Carrie, are you waiting to talk after Grover? So we're going to do uh, Grover and Carrie. And uh, I wanted to conclude with Pastor Rick as the last reflection, if that's all right with you all. And we're going to have plenty more time to share, y'all. We're going to have lots more time to share. Good morning, family. Black Pearly, my little sister. I've been here a long time. I started here when I was 12. 13 years old, 1960, I played this playground, this was my playground, 
said to Pastor Rick, this is home. It will always be. I can visit other churches, but because I was baptized here, this belongs to us. This belongs to me. And I thank God each and every day for Calvary Presbyterian New Life at Calvary Church. Thank you. Carrie. Thank you, Pastor Kelly. Uh, I like. Uh, I'm a musician and stuff over here. I've been here for about three years, and I don't watch each and every one of y'all. Y'all welcome me in into y'all family and stuff, and I, and. To let y'all know y'all a strong group of people. And God, God got us. Amen. Praise God. I want you all to know that when I got the call that night, it was so shocking. I, I just didn't know what to do. And it was so early in the morning. Y'all know I'm, not, I'm an afternoon person. I don't, I don't stay up late. I don't, you know, I, I go to bed early. And so the Holy Spirit said, call Pastor Toby. She's woke. <laughs> and I called Pastor Toby. And it's like, Pastor Toby is our pastor emeritus. And, and I called her. And I, I, I was rambling. I don't even know how she know what I, knew what I said. But she said, I'm going to call Pastor Rick. And I was like, what? Aren't you next to him in the bed? <laughs> she was like, I'm in North Carolina. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> so she called Pastor Rick, and Pastor Rick immediately, our pastor emeritus are phenomenal. And we could not do the ministry that we're doing without their support and help. They are both retired, and yet they still show up. They pray for us. They support us. They help us in situations like this. And I'm so grateful Pastor Rick came. He got us in the building. We didn't even have keys, y'all. The door had collapsed. We couldn't even go through the normal door. But Pastor Rick had the key. <laughs> so I'm going to let Pastor Rick come on up and say our last reflection. Good afternoon, church. Praise God. Well, I was asleep, as she said. 
when Pastor Toby called me. And um, I said to her, I said, sweetheart, you remember that if you call me three times, even though my phone is off, it'll ring because it's you? She said, no, I didn't remember that at all. I just kept calling. <laughs> but when I got over here and um, just saw the, the, it was still pitch dark because all of the lights were out. I almost crashed into a tree rushing down Superior because I couldn't see it lying in the road until I got right upon it. Um, and then when I got over here, it was black. So when I looked up, I thought part of the roof was still on there. And um, as we were pondering, okay, the door is blocked. How are we going to get in? About seven years ago, I told Frank, I said, Frank, we need to have another entrance into the door, into the church, because we got things so locked out that nobody can get in without a key. So uh, I told the police I'm going to go back home, get my old key ring, and see if one of them will open the door. Well, I went through that massive key ring, not a single one would open the door. So I'm looking at my current keys, and I go back and I says, well, I wonder this key that I said I can't throw it away because I don't know what go it goes to will open the door. And sure enough, I had three of them that I don't know what they went to. That third one opened the door, and then we were able to go inside. And when I went upstairs on the second floor and I'm looking up and I said, praise God, at least the inside of the roof is still on because it was black and it was gray. And, and then I saw those leaves over there on that tree moving. I said, I'm not looking at the roof. I'm looking at the sky. <laughs> oh boy, that was quite an experience. And I'm uh, just knowing that God is in control no matter what. And I want you to know that you have an incredible leader in Pastor Kelly. She is incredible. The way she handled the reporters, the police, the moving thing along is just outstanding. So you can be thankful to God that he has raised her and Pastor Antonia up. I heard she was out the country when all this. She always knows how to miss the action. <laughs> Especially if it involves work. But <laughs> praise God. I just want you to know that people um, that we don't even know have been offering to help. Some people saw the devastation of our music room with all of the keyboards being destroyed and they thought we needed pianos. So we've had about five people sending in saying, I have a stand-up piano, I have a baby grand piano, I have this. Uh, so we really don't need those kind of pianos, we need keyboards um, so that the teaching of the kids, the music ministry can go on. We had people asking, where can I make a donation? We had one couple saying, we want to support your church continuously in an ongoing manner. So God is good. God is awesome. And though this is a setback, that's all it is. It's a setback for us to spring forward into the next era that God has for us. All right. 
So now you all know we need all of y'all to get all of the work done. So be prepared to do two things, three things. Be prepared to work, be prepared to pray, and be prepared to give. You know, I wasn't going to get out of here without mentioning giving. You, you, you know your pastor. <laughs> so now is the time to say, how do we rally together as a church and become what God wants us to be? Pastor Toby, she couldn't be here today because uh, she's with our daughter, Samantha. They're having some mother-daughter time and having a wonderful time. But she has been calling, talking, praying encouraging you know pastor toby she's knowing exactly what god has called her to do so pastor kelly you and pastor antonio in the session be encouraged god's got some great things yet in store for us all amen praise god thank you all for your testimonies i'm glad pastor rick talked about giving amen <laughs> so glad he talked about giving uh, some of you all know um, I'm on vacation, technically, and part of our vacation, my sister and I traveled to South Carolina, and our goal was to study our family history and to learn about our ancestors. We were specifically looking for our great-great-grandfather. He was born in the 1800s. He was born at the very end of slavery. There are no records of him. He doesn't have a birth certificate. He doesn't have a driver's license. They didn't even exist, no cars. He doesn't have a birth record. There is nothing that tells that he existed except for his death certificate. So as we were searching and searching, and I mean, we was all over Anderson, South Carolina, y'all. We don't visit in libraries, genealogy societies. Folks was helping us. We found one article. And it was an article because in South Carolina at the time, the uh, American Heart Association was just getting started and they were asking for money. And they, were, they had a contest between the counties. Whoever gave the most would win, that county would win. And so all people from all over the state gave money. And they listed every name, no matter how much the person gave, everybody's name was listed in the newspaper and how much they gave. So if you gave a dollar, your name was listed. If you gave 50 cent, your name was listed. If you gave $1,000, your name was listed. We found my great-grandfather on the list. He gave $2.50, y'all. $2.50 recorded his history. And I just thought about that, and I, I reflected on that, and I said, you know what? Folks always get negative when church, churches start talking about money, don't they? Them churches always asking for money. I feel like sometimes that's a guilt method. Because we need help, right? If you're hungry, you ask for what? If you need a house, if you're homeless, you ask for what? If you need finances, what should you ask for? Money. We are not going to be ashamed of asking for help. We are not going to be ashamed of asking for money. We need help. Amen? Amen? And right now, we don't know how much it's going to cost. This is a huge church. We are so grateful we have insurance. But all y'all know how insurance works. Amen? We're not going to get everything we need. We was already in a building campaign before this even started. We was already asking for help. 
we was asking, help us, help us. And I guess the Lord said, they can't hear y'all. So I'm going to send a tornado. Then the whole world going to hear y'all. So I will not be ashamed to ask for help. I will not be ashamed to ask for money. We need help. Of course, we want resources. We want prayers. We want support. All those other things. But we have to repair a building, a historical 143-year-old church. And so we do need your donations. We need your help and support. And for us during this period of time, when you give, whatever amount you give, some of y'all can give a dollar. Some of y'all know y'all can give a lot of dollars. And we need a lot of dollars. We're going to create a list and we're going to keep everybody's name. And like I think Hassan said, when this all is done and we're celebrating, we're going to look at all those names, amen? And we're going to record it in our history because we are experiencing history right now. So we're going to rise if you're able and we're going to sing Greatest Thy Faithfulness and our ushers are going to go. They have baskets to collect. If you have one of those offering envelopes, put the money in the envelope, okay? And write your name on it. I know some of y'all like to be anonymous. It's not the time to be anonymous. We need your name, okay? Put your name on the envelope and let us know you gave. If you can give uh, today, you can also go online to our cash app, the dollar sign number 2NLAC. You can mail in your offering to 2020 East 79th Street, Cleveland, Ohio, 44103. We don't got a mailbox, but the post office said they're going to hold our, our mail for us. Amen. And also, we had initially said that we weren't sure about the GoFundMe, y'all. It's a lot of decisions to make. I know a lot of you all have said, can y'all set up a GoFundMe? And remember, this just happened. We are, we're, we're, we've never done this before, so we, we're going to make some mistakes along the way, okay? But after getting some, Pastor Rick always says there is wisdom and counsel. So now we've had some more counsel, amen? So we will be setting up that GoFundMe account. Uh, give us a, a, a day or two to get that going because our computers are down. But any way you want to give, we are asking you to give today. But let's sing Greatest Thy Faithfulness.
as you're standing, we're going to pray real quick. God, you are so good. You are so good. You are so mighty and amazing. And Lord, we came with our heads bowed low and our hearts feeling full of grief, Lord. And you have shined your light upon us. And you have lifted our eyes, Lord. You have lifted our heads, Lord. And, and we praise you, Lord. You are a good God. You are a mighty, mighty God. You are an amazing God. And, and Lord, we can't do anything without you, Lord. And we just trust and believe in you at all times, in all places, in all circumstances, Lord. You are the number one God. The only God, the true God, and we are declaring to the entire world that we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Thank you for blessing us, Holy Spirit. Thank you for reminding us, Lord, that you are God. Thank you for helping us to be lifted up and encouraged today, Lord. We serve a mighty and amazing God. And we can't do one thing without you. And we say amen and amen. God is so good, New Life at Calvary. I love you all. You may be seated with me. I'm just going to wrap us up real quick. I promise I won't be long. Pastor Rick, thank you for your words of encouragement. I must confess that in the time that I have been talking and sharing our church, I have just been a little neglectful and I apologize. We are not just one church, you all. We have two churches in our building. The River of Life International Church worships every Sunday. Amen? Reverend Benesi is the pastor and the leader. And he had, this is a Liberian congregation. They speak French and English. And after we worship, they come and worship in our space. This is their sacred space, their holy space too. And so after we worship, amen, the River of Life is going to have their service too, amen? So if you're able to stay and help and support the River of Life Church today, they're going to be in the same place we are, and we want to be able to encourage and support them too, because we support the River of Life, we support a church in India, we support an orphanage in Nigeria, amen? We love God's people, and that's all people, amen? So I want to I put the River of Life up here to make sure that they're recognized and and know that they're hurting and grieving with us as well. So I just want to share briefly this story so you all can know exactly what happened. I know you all have heard bits and pieces, but I was at home on Thursday night. Thursday happened, I was supposed to go to a wedding that day, y'all. I had my dress, had my shoes, had my makeup. I was supposed to go to a wedding. So Terrence, my husband, my heart, he has been so instrumental in all of this. We had gone to bed that night. We had had a good day, and I wasn't expecting anything to happen. Isn't that how our lives work, y'all? We don't ever expect anything to happen. So I went to bed. Terrence went to bed. We could hear the rumblings and the lightning and everything, but we went to bed. And so Terrence told me that he had heard what he thought was a crack in a tree in the backyard. He got up to look, and he tried to wake me up. But apparently I was sleeping real deep, and I didn't wake up, y'all. I go to bed early and on time. But my cell phone was near me, and uh, the time went on, and some kind of way, I didn't wake up when Terrence was calling, but that phone rang, and I, it woke me up. And when I woke up, I immediately heard the voice of a Cleveland police officer, and she started explaining to me that they had thought our building had been hit by lightning. And I said, what? And I was in that state of fog, that sleepiness, and I couldn't understand what she was saying to me. I said, hit by lightning? 
is the building on fire? And she said, no, but your roof is in the street. I said, what? I still couldn't gather what she was saying. My, our roof is in the street? Yes, we have to close the street off. So I said, okay. She told me she had to call me back, and I immediately shared with you all. I, I didn't know what to do. I was in such a state of fog. The Holy Spirit said, call Pastor Toby. I called Pastor Toby, and you all know that part of the story. I shared that, and immediately I was just calling everybody. Everybody I could call. Some of y'all answered y'all phones. Some of y'all slept through the call, amen, <laughs> when I was calling. Pastor Rick showed up, amen. Demetrius and Daisha Darman showed up, amen. Hassan showed up, amen. Terrence got here so fast, I said, baby, slow down. I know you're a police officer, but you're going too fast. <laughs> we probably got here in like 15 minutes. He was driving so fast. We all gathered to come, and Reginald came. We all gathered to come, and when we started really looking at the building, it just buckled me, you all. I started crying so hard and so heavily, I felt my legs giving out. And Terrence swooped in and wrapped his arms around me, and he had to hold me up. And as I was crying, uh, Daisha was there, and Daisha could just see I was falling all apart. And I remember when I met Daisha, she had lost her mother. Her mother had died. And I'm sharing a little bit of her story. Her mother had died, and she had shared with me that she was struggling with God at the time. She was struggling with her faith because she had experienced an event that was so hard and so horrible. She didn't know if she could make it through. But she said, I'm going to make a commitment to come to New Life at Calvary. She began coming and studying and getting involved. And Daisha was there and... She took me to the side and she said, Pastor Kelly, I know you're having a hard time, but we need you to keep your head up. And I couldn't keep my head up, y'all. I could not keep my head up. I was falling apart. But Daisha lifted me. This woman who struggled with her faith was able to lift me in my faith. And, and she started speaking scripture and quoting scripture and, and praying over me and just holding me. And, and Demetrius was doing the same thing. And this team of us came together to begin to try to figure out what to do because we don't know what to do. This is a catastrophic event. Our building was hit by a tornado that has never been seen in the history of this area of Cleveland. There have been tornadoes in Cuyahoga County. There have been tornadoes in Ohio. But for this area along Euclid Avenue, never, not one. And we were touched upon. It is hard to see our building so destroyed. But as the night hours went on, I went home. I couldn't even sleep. My sister called me and she immediately got to helping me. My sister is the librarian at the Cleveland Public Library. Y'all know she knows some stuff. She was helping us. And then all of a sudden we started coming together. But still the tears and the grief and the, the hurt. Remember we talked about that sermon, lamenting? The lamentations? The pouring out? Remember we also, I saw you, Marion. You can have a what? If you have a setback, right? You can't have a comeback without a setback. We having a setback, amen, but it's not our first setback. We've had other setbacks. We've had deaths. We've had losses. We've had horrendous things happen to us individually. Jobs, homes, illnesses, diseases, right? We've gone through all of that together, New Life at Calvary. We've gone through all of that. 
And God has always been faithful to us. In our scripture today, it talks about the prophet Elijah. Say Elijah. Elijah had gotten so down and so discouraged, King Ahab and Jezebel was out to get him. And he had gotten so discouraged, he actually prayed a prayer that God would take his life. Have you ever felt so low that you actually get on your knees and pray, Lord, take me now. That's how Elijah felt. Take me now. He was so down and discouraged. He said, I would rather die. I would rather die. But the Lord didn't answer that prayer. Praise God. Sometimes it's good when the Lord don't answer our prayers. Matter of fact, Elijah is one of the few in the Bible that never physically died. The Lord took him straight up to heaven. He never died. His prayer was never answered. <laughs> so Elijah was so down. And the scripture that Miriam read, it talked about this event that happened. First, it was the earthquake, right? The earthquake came by. What happened? At, what was after the earthquake? The wind. After the wind. What was after the wind? The fire. It was a natural disaster. God wasn't in the earthquake, was he? He wasn't in the wind. And he wasn't in the fire. Where was he at? In the quiet, still voice. Right? That's where he was at. And he, and he taught Elijah to trust in him and to believe in him. And Elijah was scared. I know I'm scared. Do you all feel a little bit of scaredness? I'm scared. I don't know how we're going to do all of this. But we're not doing all of this. God is doing all of this. God is doing all of this. This is a 143-year-old ministry, saints. They began this church by a wooden cabin. Say a wooden cabin. They got the wooden cabin with some horse. The wooden cabin on a horse and a buggy. They brought it around the street and down Euclid Avenue, which used to be called Madison. They put the wooden cabin right there at the corner. And they prayed. They prayed. They prayed. They would not give up. They began to build this building. While they were in that little wooden cabin, they began to build the fellowship hall. That's the part of the building that got destroyed. They built the fellowship hall first. That's where they worshiped. That was the first sanctuary of Calvary. They worshiped in the sanctuary. And while they, they would begin to worship in the sanctuary because the fellowship hall was complete, they tore down the little wooden cabin, amen, because they had a plan that was bigger. God had a plan that was bigger. They tore down the little wooden cabin. Sometimes we've got to let God tear some things down in our lives, y'all. We cannot build up if we don't let God tear some things down. He tore down the little wooden cabin first. And while they were worshiping in the fellowship hall, they hired an architect. Say architect. That's a hard word to say sometimes. I get tongue twisted. They hired a man by the name of Charles Schweinfurth. And I say that that's because it's important. He lived during the time when this was called Millionaire's Row. He built the most houses along Millionaire's Row. He built the churches and he built our church. They hired him, they brought him in and they began to build our sanctuary while they still worshiped in the fellowship hall. That's the history. And after they built all that, they said, that's not enough. Say, that's not enough. Sometimes we settle. We don't need to settle. God has big plans for us. After they built the fellowship hall and the sanctuary, they said, we want to be a blessing to the young people in the community. And our church was the first church in all of Ohio 
to deliberately build a gym to our building for young people. Hallelujah. So they added this building in 1900. And they did not give up the faith. They did not give up the fight. They worked hard. I'm so glad y'all talked about John Barrera. Because this was a predominantly white, wealthy congregation. And John Barrera came along and said, no, no, no. This ain't God's plan. Because all of us going to be in heaven. And he started teaching the congregation about working together and integrating. And he brought the blacks and the whites together. And it was hard. Say it was hard. And he brought us together and then we began to worship and do ministry together. I'm so glad that you shared that testimony, Grover, about doing all the ministry along Euclid Avenue and, and doing all the things that used to happen. But then Calvary suffered a catastrophic event because John Barrera went on vacation. Why do things happen on vacation? He went on vacation. He loved to fish. And while he was fishing, he died in an accident. The church was devastated. They loved their pastor. But they did not give up. He never gave up. Kept worshiping, kept praying, kept giving, kept working. So the church became integrated. And those of you that lived during the civil rights time period, you know it was hard to stay integrated. As much as you loved each other, the world was pulling us apart like it's trying to do now. So some people left, and we went from being a predominantly white wealthy to integrated to now a historically black church. Hallelujah. And even though we are predominantly African American, we love everybody. We, we, we want to become integrated again. Y'all come on back. Come on back. We have experienced history. You all have experienced history. I tell everybody all the time, some of y'all have walked with Dr. King. Some of y'all was with Carl Stokes and Louis Stokes. Some of y'all rode the buses. Some of y'all was down in Selma, Alabama. Some of y'all fought the good fight. And you have been through some hard times. So this is a hard time. But we're going to get through it. Tell your name, we're going to get through it. God is faithful. Elijah was down, but God lifted him back up. We are down, but God has already lifted us back up. So Pastor Rick gave us three things. Y'all remember what those three things was? What was the three things? Come on. <laughs> Work, pray, give. You all said things like this today. The Lord stood by my side and gave me strength. Church family, I love you. This is just a milestone. The kids are my babies. God is with us. I was flabbergasted. The, the hell would not prevail. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. John Barrera was a strong person. Reach out to someone. Pray for the church. Our church was saved. It is breathtaking and devastating. I love you, Jesus. I love you all. We will be structurally sound. I never did think I would come to this church, but I know that God is real. My little sister is here. I've been here a long time. This is home. Tell your neighbor, this is home. Y'all said God is in control. And no matter what happens, we will be okay. Y'all said, like Pastor Rick, work, pray, and give, right? 
So we know we got a job to do. And we need all of y'all to help. Say all of us. All of us. We thank you, Lord. Let's pray. Gracious and holy God, thank you for bringing us through this storm. We didn't know the storm was coming, Lord, but you knew the storm was coming. And you have already provided a way. Thank you, Lord, for our building. Thank you for our sacred and holy place. Thank you for every person that has come and attended and prayed and, and shared and testified, Lord. You gave us a test and now we got a testimony, Lord. We got a testimony and we will not forget to give you the honor, glory, and the praise Do your name. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We trust you, Jesus. We trust you. And it's in the mighty and holy name that we all join together to say the prayer that our Lord taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. Let us all rise for the benediction. When I say the benediction, instead of going that way, I want us all to go that way. We're going to gather and we're going to take a picture in front of this historical situation so that when, it, when it's over, God can get the glory and we're going to come back out and take a new picture. Amen. Amen. Gracious and holy God, we again thank you and trust you. And as we prepare to depart from this place, but never from your sight, precious Jesus, help us to take all the fruit of your precious Holy Spirit, your love, your joy, your peace, your patience, your kindness, your goodness, your gentleness, your faithfulness, and your self-control. Lord, help us to dig deeper so that we can grow higher. We thank you and we honor you. In the mighty and holy name of Jesus Christ, we pray. And all God's people said, amen and amen. Turn and tell your neighbor, I'm mighty glad you came.